Alright guys, welcome to the Wellness Campfire at the School of Wellness. I am your host, Andrew. Um, sadly, I thought it would be nice to have music and uh, tried a, um, a session just a minute ago, and just a minute ago, and uh, realized someone told me late who came on <laughs> that the music was a little too loud and they couldn't hear my voice. So, yeah, it is what it is. But I'm going to just do this, um, kind of uh, touch on some of the key points um, of that live, and uh, just bring it and uh, kind of make it short and sweet. Um, so, right now, uh, we have a president who is um, president-elect Biden, right? And uh, we have a current president, Trump, in office who is refusing to concede, um, which is kind of disheartening, to say the least, that he's not even willing to accept defeat. Um, legitimate defeat. Now, apparently he has filed a bunch of lawsuits that were probably already ready before he even, before anything even happened. And they're all presumptuous, apparently. They're not even based on any, they're just like, um, they're designed to, to find fault. Not necessarily that there's proof of fault. It is a, a inquis inquisition into the election system, uh, this particular system that became more of a mail-in ballot issue because of the pandemic. He, he basically is questioning that, I'm sure. Anyway, so we have that issue. Um, uh, we had Trump, and, and I'm saying this coming from a health standpoint and a wellness standpoint. That's why I'm bringing this political thing into the discussion is we have Trump, who, for all intents and purposes, has been pretty deplorable as a as a human being, and as a president. I mean, it's not someone that you look up to and say like, oh, I really respect that person as a president. And there are a lot of other countries that are also saying the same, that they do not respect this man as our president. They don't respect the POTUS. So. It is what it is, right? Um, most, I think, for the most part, myself, I just couldn't get behind Trump and what he's about and what he's done and what he's doing. He, he's failed on a lot of levels, didn't build the wall, didn't, didn't make a better, give us a better healthcare system. Um, there's a bunch of other things. I'm not going to get into that. I'm going to focus on the health side of this. Trump. The only good thing I see that I saw from him leading up to this um, election was that, and, and I'll get into the details of why I think this, so stick around. Um, he was encouraging people to uh, not wear the mask, not be afraid of the virus. Now, given, yes, he did stand up on the stage and take off his mask and be like, this is nothing to be afraid of. And most people are like, screw you. You got better treatment than we would. Of course you got through it. You, how are you telling us to not be afraid of this? 
Well, the reason I can say that he was doing the right thing, even though I don't think he knew what he was doing, is is that the one thing that is not being showcased on TV, on the, on the news, is that the CDC itself has recently, in the last two months or so, filed a report that shows that only 6% of the total number of people around the world, now this could have been just in this country, correct me if I'm wrong, but around the world, only on average about 6% of the people who died from COVID, only 6% of them actually died from COVID alone, not COVID with other comorbidities. So 94% of the people who have died have, have, you know, comorbid deaths, which technically we, do, we don't want to count in COVID deaths. We want to know, is this a COVID death or not? So if you remove 94% of the deaths in the world, which is around over a little over a million, something probably around a million four or something by now, if you remove 94% of that, right, uh, you have the 6% who have actually died from COVID, which is somewhere around, I don't know, probably 80%, right? 80,000, sorry, 80,000 people right now worldwide who have died from COVID. And if you look at that in a percentage, 0.22% of the people who are have been infected with COVID worldwide, 0.22% only died solely from COVID, COVID only. So that says, if you can do the math in reverse, it says that 99.78% of people who've been infected with COVID, 99.78% recovered from COVID. These are of 99, those are of the closed cases. Within two to three weeks, it's considered a closed case. Either you recovered or you died, essentially. All right, so of closed cases, of that number, subtracting the 94% who were comorbid deaths, right? Not just from COVID-19. When you subtract the 94% um, and you factor the number, the total number of closed cases, you get a number, if you do the math, you get a number around 99.78% uh, recovered. So what's that, what that's saying from a health standpoint is, is that 99.78% effective is our immune system. That's how effective our immune system is. What's that, Donkas? 99.78% is how effective our immune system is at handling, quote-unquote, handling a novel virus, a new strain of virus before a vaccine. This is all before a vaccine. You know, 30 plus million people have recovered from COVID before a vaccine, okay? And that's from, from the effectiveness of their own, their immune system alone at handling a otherwise what they claim to be novel, something that the immune system has never seen before. Well, guess what? The immune system is designed to keep us alive. It is professional at seeing are being exposed to something new, novel, right? And killing it and, and, and just demolishing that thing, getting it out of our system, clearing that so that we live. Its sole purpose is to keep us alive. If the immune system 
wasn't effective at handling novel viruses and pathogens, the human race would have died out long ago. And so would most of the life on Earth. I think I could take it that far. I think you can understand why I could take it that far. We're all designed to live a certain, to a certain age. Now, depending on the choices we make health-wise, you know, like, for instance, back in, back in the, you know, 1800s, we didn't eat a, a balanced diet. There, most people didn't have access to, like, nutritious food. So, you know, we are what we eat, right? If we're only eating meat and potatoes, and maybe a vegetable here and there when we're lucky, or just potatoes, not a very balanced diet, whatever it might be, maybe just some eggs, you know, basic stuff, right? We didn't have a real, most people didn't get a full meal back in the day, right? But now we have access to that stuff. So our life expectancy has gone way up uh, in the last 100 years or so, maybe 50 years. Um, so I just wanted to get on here and tell it like it is. If, if 99.78% of people who are infected with COVID-19 to date. Remember, that's based on COVID-only deaths, which is all that really matters. We're not talking about people who are comorbid, who have other chronic conditions, who might have died anyway, you know, pretty soon, you know, may, may have gone over the top because of COVID. Those people's immune system was compromised going into this. We can't legitimately count those people because they could have died from heart disease, cancer, anyway. We're talking people who have died, cause of death, COVID-19, only. When you take that into account, 99.78% globally have recovered from COVID. If you were to look at that, again, as a, a vaccine with an uh, efficaciousness, okay? The efficaciousness in the, the, the what should I say, the effectiveness of that vaccine would essentially be 99.78%, okay? They're talking about, I just recently heard today that the, the, the common flu vaccine, your flu shot, is 40 to 60% effective. Didn't know that before. I could be off by who knows how much on that, but I heard that today. Uh, and they recently came out today, forget the name, of the, I think it's Pfizer, came out with a... a, a COVID vaccine that's promising, that's saying that it's 90% effective. Guys, if your own immune system, on average, globally, if you, the, the immune system can get, can get this 99.78% of the time, it's a big D, hope you're having a good day. If the immune system can, can, can catch this, can, can handle COVID-19 or any virus, 90, well, in this case, COVID-19, if it can handle COVID-19, 99.78% of the time, okay, and and that's beating what is potentially a 90% efficaciousness of the, the new vaccine, if your immune system can do it, that means that your immune system is better than any vaccine is that's ever going to happen, right, because apparently this is the worst virus that's ever hit humanity, which is total bullshit, it's been a lot worse than this. <laughs> Holy out. I mean, like, uh, H1N1. I mean, th th there's been some pretty bad shit that, that has happened. Okay, when you look at actual deaths from COVID, 
and the recovery is being 99.78%. It means that when you get down to the dirty, it means that, number one, we don't need a vaccine for COVID-19. We just need better health. Just so that more people than 99.78% of us who get this, eventually we will. And I'll explain that a little bit more later. We will all eventually get a COVID virus, probably COVID-19 as well. If we haven't already gotten a, a coronavirus, uh, we'll get COVID-19. So if we can beat COVID 99.78% of the time, right? That means that if, assuming that's the worst virus that's it, that's it you know, humanity, if we can beat that globally, we can beat any flu, just about any flu, because obviously the flu is not as bad as, as COVID, right? So we can beat any flu. And so that means that we don't need a vaccine for COVID. We don't need a vaccine for the flu. We don't need a flu shot, right? I haven't had a flu shot for 15 plus years and I have not had the flu. Imagine that. Um, that's maybe a whole other conversation. We have to like go more into depth on, on vaccines and stuff like that. But the point is, is that we don't need the vaccine for the COVID for COVID. If we can, if our immune system is more efficacious, more effective than the best vaccine, um, we don't even need one for the flu shot. The 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 masks um, are more bad than good, um, and I'll tell you why. Masks, uh, especially for people who are who are elderly or immunocompromised, is just going to make their system. Really, this is for everyone across the board. I'm just saying it's for the people who would be most likely for them for the masks to most likely affect. Masks reduce oxygen intake into the body. They also encourage a buildup of carbon dioxide in the body. When there's an insufficient amount of oxygen, it's called hypoxia. When there's a, an insufficient or a, uh, a buildup of carbon dioxide, um, it is called acidosis, essentially. And it, it means that our body is becoming more um, acidic. And when the body becomes more acidic, a lot of functions um, break down. Not only is it becoming more acidic, but when each and every cell is getting less oxygen to do what it's supposed to do normally, right? The, it's no longer the, the function of every cell is inf, is it's not working properly, right? And you pair that with not enough water in uh, people who are dehydrated. You're not, not only are you not getting the main uh, energy source, oxygen, enough of it, you're becoming acidic. So your, your, your organs are breaking down, essentially. Um, you you put this, take this over time, you know, chronic acidity, chronic insufficient oxygen, you know, from either shallow breathing from stress or from, and or from the mask. It's, it's not a good combination. And, uh, especially for someone who's, who's elderly, who's already generally immunocompromised, um, and someone who has uh, chronic conditions, uh, maybe they, maybe, you know, a disease like, uh, you know, diabetes or, or uh, heart disease or whatever, right? All that means that our, your body is already immunocompromised and you are, you have these diseases because you are, 
your health, the state of your health is not being kept up so that your body can actually like fight off these things and not, I mean, the body is designed to be disease free, right? We're not supposed to have a disease, you know, uh, claim us early and or, you know, a chronic illness that exists for our entire life. That is not the norm. The norm is to be for the body to be in a healthy state until we're old, you know, not when we're like 30. Okay. So I don't know if I make any sense, but um, I hope that makes sense. No longer any need for, for the vaccine for COVID because most of us get through it. No longer any need for the flu uh, shot or the flu vaccine, because if we can beat COVID, naturally with our own immune system without even improving it at all and gen- overall like on average without improving our immune system we can almost most of us can survive this um uh let's see uh big d so anyway most people can survive this if they can survive covid they can survive the flu without a, a, a vaccine. So we don't need the vaccines and we don't need the masks because the masks are actually doing more harm than good over time, especially people who wear them several hours a day, like without taking them off uh, retail and stuff. So that's all I'm saying. Uh, if this makes any sense to you, great. If it doesn't, play it back because I, I assure you I'm using as much logic and as much science and as much reason as I possibly can. I love you guys. I am not talking words into, into existence to steer you wrong. I am, I am saying these words to help you heal your body and heal the people in your life that would otherwise be susceptible to getting sick. Okay. The healthier we are, the milder our symptoms are going to be when and if we get infected with a COVID-19 or any other virus or any other pathogen. When that thing hits our body, when we are exposed, the state of health of our body at that time dictates whether or not we are going to have mild symptoms or severe critical symptoms, period period. There's no other thing that's going to help us through this. Yes, maybe we'll go to the hospital emergency room. They'll put us on a drip of water. Go figure. (laughs) We're dehydrated. You know, the the more we can actually take care of the things that they constitute health, the more likely we are to get through this with mild symptoms. When we do get coronavirus, we will, because as long as the coronavirus and the flu have a R not of higher than one, like 1.2 or three, like the flu, or nearly two, uh, depending on where you are for coronavirus, it will always be in existence in 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 the human race until that number drops below one. So we'll all get it. We we all. You know, improving our immune system, improving our overall health so that when we do get it, we have less symptoms and we don't die. The main point of the immune system is to keep us alive and to fight novel new pathogens so that we don't die. Nature doesn't have time to wait for a vaccine. I'm going to say that again. Nature 
does not have time to wait for a vaccine, okay? Your, your immune system has to fight off this pathogen so that you live, right? It's not going to, it doesn't have time to wait two years or so or a year plus whatever for a vaccine. It's designed to keep you alive so that you can continue living. And it's designed to take something it's never seen before and figure out what to do with it biologically so that the host, you, survive. That's its most important function, okay? If your health is poor, you're constantly doing things that aren't healthy, your immune system is not just dealing with these new viruses that come in to keep you alive against them, it's dealing with a, like dis-ease in the body, meaning like poor health of the body, it's fighting other fires, you know? So pair that with a virus or a pathogen that could be harmful and your immune system is struggling. Hence, critical symptoms, criti critical actual physical, visible symptoms of your body trying to fight a virus and trying to be well. Hopefully this is landing for some of you now or, you know, when you hear this after when I publish it. So I'm going to read what Big D said. Uh, he may be gone right now. I might be able to at least talk, make it talk, you know, talking points on this. So Big D says, do you believe COVID will go away after all the election stuff has come to a stop? Um, it won't just go away. The state of the health of the United States is poor. There are a lot of unhealthy people in this country. We don't eat well. We eat fast food. We, we are obese. More of us are obese in this country than probably any country in the world. So, no, it's not just going to go away. If, we could, if you could swap a healthier nation like uh, Norway or Sweden, uh, swap the population of the two countries, uh, you know, and we had the same number of people in each country and – you know, just swap the people and we'd have a bet much better chance, right? Not doing anything to improve our health. Now, since we are unhealthy, yes, America is going to have to do a lot. We are all going to have to do a lot more to improve our health, to be less at risk of severe, of the severe symptoms of COVID and potential death of COVID. So by all means, yes, since we can't swap with a healthier populace like Sweden, this, we're going to get hit hard. And we are getting hit hard right now. So it'll only go away if the mainstream media starts communicating the importance of health. And, and it's in, in essence saying we now mandate that you all do things that are healthier. We're mandating that you learn and do more things that uh, improve your health, period. If that message gets out there, then there's hope. But if that message doesn't get out there and you and I and others don't promote that message enough, then uh, there's still no hope. But if we do promote it enough and the message does get out there on the mainstream media, we might get through this. Uh, the other question, or it says, Big D says, uh, all three of my kids tested positive for COVID-19. 
after my ex-wife took them to church. They were all sick, but just fine now. So, Big D is right. Essentially, people get this, but they get through it, like a flu or a cold or whatever. It's not as bad as most people think. It really isn't. Maybe it's more infectious, um, meaning it passes from one person to another more or more easily than the, than the flu. Okay, fair enough. But as far as it being as deadly or more deadly than the flu, it might be a little bit less deadly than the flu. But it looks like, for the most part, it's more deadly than the flu. Okay? Especially if you're someone who's immunocompromised and has other, what would otherwise be comorbidities if you were to die. You know, you have heart disease, you know, uh, who knows, diabetes, cancer, other things like that. Uh, obviously, any kind of disease that's chronic, most disease is essentially chronic because you're, you're stamped with that disease the rest of your life, essentially, in most cases. At least that's what modern medicine would have you believe, that, oh, you're going to have this the rest of your life. You're going to have heart disease the rest of your life. You know, you're going to have diabetes the rest of your life. And there's a lot of people that have beat uh, diabetes. I forget which level of diabetes, the first level, I think. So many people have beat it um, just from improving their uh, diet and lifestyle. So there's definitely hope. I hope that you take any one thing from what I've been saying is just anything we can do, anything, especially if you're middle American, uh, overweight, obese, uh, you have health conditions, you have diabetes, who knows, maybe you have heart disease. Okay. If you learn anything from this message, from this podcast, from this talk, which has mostly been to myself because now nobody else is really in here live uh, other than a couple messages I missed from Big D. Anyway, if you get anything from this, I hope that you get that simply improving our health, even just a little bit, as much or as much as we can, but at least a little bit, is almost akin to a efficacious vaccine. It is giving your immune system the tools that it needs to fight that fight. When and if, more like when, you eventually get COVID or any other virus that could potentially end your life, you want to make sure that your health is good enough so that your immune system has the tools to keep the shield and the sword up to fight that fight so that you have at least mild symptoms from that attack, that infection, right? And not critical or let's say severe symptoms where you need to be hospitalized and not death, okay? Again, the immune system is designed to keep the host alive. It is designed to keep you alive. It is a it is a professional, a master at dealing or handling new or novel viruses to keep you alive. Again, I repeat, and I don't know because I, I did a podcast before this and, you know, might not have been heard because there was some music in the background. So I, I'm doing this a second time. I might have said this before. I'm sorry if I did. <clears throat> But the immune, the immune system is designed to handle 
novel viruses. Nature does not have time to wait for a vaccine. If 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 all of us had to wait, if all of us were infected infected today, all of humanity were infected today, okay, and we had to wait a year for a vaccine, let's say best case scenario, <clears throat> we would all die. All of humanity would be off the face of the earth, would be dead before a vaccine would be an efficacious, effective vaccine was available. We'd all be dead. So don't tell me that the immune system isn't capable of, of handling a quote-unquote novel new coronavirus. Any virus, anything that hits you, your immune system is designed to handle to keep you alive. Again, it does not have time to wait for a vaccine. Let that land. The most effective and most important thing we can all be doing right now is helping or learning and acting on things that can improve our own health and learning and acting and sharing those things to help our loved ones, especially the elderly and the immunocompromised among us, improve their health so that they can get through this. You and I and everyone you know will probably eventually get a coronavirus, if you haven't already. There, it's a type of virus. Corona means like a crown. It looks like it's got a crown on it. It's a type of virus that's been around since, like, I think before 2012, okay? Um, this is not the first one. This is just a new version of a coronavirus called COVID-19 or uh, SARS-CoV-2, whatever. Anyway. If you learn anything from this rant, ramble, whatever you want to call this, this health PSA, it's to just do that. Love ourselves enough to learn more while we're not in pain, while we don't have a virus, to learn more about how to be healthy and implement those things for ourselves and our loved ones so that we all get through this alive. And that's the most important thing. That's the only thing that matters is the death rate of this virus, not the cases. We can wipe our butts with the case numbers. Do not be afraid of case numbers rising. You, sh you should be looking at the difference between the graph of numbers going up with cases and the graph of numbers of deaths, right? That chart, is the number of deaths going up relative to cases or is it is it lowering or staying the same, you know, same percentage? I'm pretty sure from my last, from the last time I looked that the, the death rate hasn't gone up with the number of cases. You'd think that if the case them, the number of cases went up, you know, all of a sudden there was a hundred million more, you know, cases. You'd think that that mean that within two weeks, you know, uh, that same percentage change would have, increase the number of deaths. It's not happening that way. That's all I can tell you right now. I don't have anything to show you. I'm telling you that that actual COVID deaths are only 6%. Only 6% of the, the deaths worldwide, essentially, were actual COVID-only deaths, which if, once you do the math, 
of people who have been infected. 99.78, almost 100% of the people um, who've been infected uh, recovered. And that's, they're not showing us this on the news. And to me, that is deplorable, deplorable. Like the most, the most wicked thing you could possibly think of is the idea that the mainstream media is not showing the percentage, not the numbers, but the percentage of people who have recovered. And I'm telling you now, if you do the research and do the num do the math, the percentage is literally 99.78% or close to that. Some people di didn't, didn't factor out the 90, 94% who died. And it's a little bit lower percentage than that. It's like 99.76, a little bit. Anyway, so when you do the math, it is astronomical how many people actually recovered from this. And as Big D, who jumped into the live chat, mentions that his three kids and wife got through it. No big deal. So... Um, I'm going to leave you with that. Don't be afraid of COVID-19. Uh, do everything you can to improve your health. Be happy. Be healthy. And if you're not happy, try to be healthy. <laughs> uh, if you're not healthy, try to be happy. <laughs> they, they go hand in hand. Like So you improve one, you improve the other. And it's a cycle. If you check the, the logo for the School of Wellness, you'll see happiness equals health. Health equals happiness. You know, one leads to the one increases the other, and, and you know it's it's a cycle. It's a cycle. You improve them, you keep improving your happiness and your health. It's just an upward spiral, and that's what we want, right? We want to be healthy. We want to be happy. Can't ask for anything more than that. Anyway, I love you guys. I uh, love you all. Have a great uh, rest of the week. If I don't get on here much this week, um, hope that helped. Uh, play it back if you missed it. Um, yeah, until the next time, uh, bye for now. Take care. Stay healthy.